This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Tesla shocked the auto industry when it started using gigacastings on the Model 3 and Y because it's such a new and novel way to make the structure of a car, at least with castings that big. Several automakers have rushed in to copy the idea, including Geely, which is using them for the rear-end structure on the Zeker 009 luxury van. Volvo, which is also part of Geely, is going to use them on a future EV platform. Xpeng will use them on its upcoming G6 SUV. Cadillac is using them on the hand-built Celestic. And Reuters reports that Toyota is exploring them. GM and Toyota are looking at using somewhat smaller castings to make it easier to repair cars after an accident. But no doubt, every automaker is studying large castings. Tesla says its front and rear giga castings eliminate 140 stampings, while Zeker says they eliminate 800 spot welds. And that kind of manufacturing efficiency is way too big to ignore. Automakers don't want to go through another chip shortage ever again. And that's why Honda is forming a strategic alliance with the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or TSMC, which is the largest chip manufacturer in the world. TSMC also introduced new software that will speed up chip production for automakers. Automotive chips take longer to make than chips for consumer products because they need to be more rugged. It's what you typically hear referred to as automotive grade. TSMC says the software allows automakers to design chips two years faster and let them use state-of-the-art chip-making technology. But it won't be available until 2025. How do you grow your business if you're Rolls-Royce? Not by making a bunch of more cars, you would lose your exclusivity. So instead, Rolls is going to expand its bespoke and coach-build operations at its assembly plant in Goodwood, England. But by offering customers more opportunity to customize their cars, it's going to more than recoup that money. Customers pay a lot more for bespoke cars and custom coachwork. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Porsche is on the hunt for more rare earth minerals for EV motors and thinks that recycling is the answer. While there are alternative ways of making motors that don't use as much rare earths, or none at all, Porsche wants rare earths to make the most powerful and efficient motors for its sports car customers. By 2040, demand for EV motors is estimated to be 20 times what it was in 2018. And the materials are also used in other products like wind turbines. So Porsche is conducting, quote, intensive research in new recycling methods. I'd bet that many people associate the Shelby name with performance Mustangs. And now Shelby is going electric. 
it's coming out with a performance package for the Mustang Mach-E GT. But oddly, it's only available for Europe and will be limited to 100 examples. Shelby says, this is because sales of EVs and public charging are growing more rapidly in Europe compared to the US. But anyway, upgrades include a carbon fiber hood, grill, front splitter, mirror covers, and lower door trim, lighter aluminum wheels, striped graphics, and a handling package that it says lowers the Mach-E ride height by over an inch. But it doesn't provide any details on that. Oh, and one other thing. It's not going to sound like an EV at all. It's going to feature Borla's active performance sound system, which in this video from Borla makes a Mach-E sound like it's got a massive V8 under the hood. The system uses data like speed and throttle position to match the sound with what the vehicle is doing. In the demo vehicle, a speaker is mounted under the car, but we're not sure if that's how it will be on the Shelby Mach-E which costs nearly 25,000 euro on top of the original purchase. Smart used to only build dinky little cars that never really sold very well, but that's changing. Meet the Smart number three, which is a larger four-door model and it just debuted in China. But the name is a little confusing. It's the second car in its lineup and that first car is called the number one. Anyway, the standard model comes with a 200 kilowatt or 268 horsepower electric motor that's mounted on the rear. The Performance Brabus version is four-wheel drive and has a combined 315 kilowatts or 422 horsepower. It can move from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 3.6 seconds. It has a range between 500 and 540 kilometers or 310 to 335 miles based on the Chinese light duty test cycle. As you may remember, Smart is now a joint venture between Mercedes and Geely. Mercedes handled all the design while the car is based on Geely's SEA platform that's also used for the Lotus Elettra, the Volvo EX90, and the Zeker 001 among other vehicles. The number three launches in China in June with a starting price of $30,300 and it goes on sale in Europe early next year. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Mercedes is making EV owners pay for performance. You may remember us reporting that Mercedes was going to start charging EV owners in Europe if they wanted to unlock more performance from their cars. Now that's coming to the U.S. Owners of the EQE and EQS, both a sedan and SUV, can pay a monthly, yearly, or lifetime fee to unlock as much as 80 horsepower and reduce the 0 to 60 time as much as a second. Here's a chart that shows what owners get and how much they have to pay. Monthly subscription is $60 or $90 depending on the model, 
while the lifetime unlock fee is $2,000 or $3,000. But would you do this? Pay a fee to unlock more performance from your car. Speaking of subscription services, Aurora, the autonomous technology company, is joining forces with Continental to deliver fully autonomous driving systems for long-haul commercial trucks in the United States. Aurora will develop the software, while Continental will supply the hardware, and they expect to bring their system to the market in 2027. They say that on long-haul trips, like from LA to Dallas, their system will improve fuel economy 10% and that delivery time will be three times faster compared to using a human driver. Interestingly, they're going to offer this as a service where customers will pay for the system based on how many miles they drive. And speaking of autonomy and mobility, where is this all taking us? Are we on the verge of seeing the greatest change in how we move around since the first horseless carriages showed up over 120 years ago? And do you really need a 4,000-pound vehicle to get where you're going? And do you even need a car at all? That's going to be the topic on AutoLine After Hours later today. We'll have Dan Sturgis, the author of Near to Far, a book on sustainable mobility. Mike Austin from Guidehouse Insights will also be on the show. So join John and Gary when we go live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at AutoLine. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.